and welcome to the first Sunderland review of the season, which we trialed a little bit last season um, after the Lincoln Games. I'm pleased to let everyone know that it's uh, a lot more positive, especially for three of the guests, including myself today. Um, Sunderland returned to a, a pretty packed stadium light, which felt a bit weird at first to, to beat Wigan 2-1. It was an all-round great day, good performance. We're very, very, very happy. Um, we've got two Sunderland fans and of course, as I promised, we're going to have a Wigan perspective on as well, which I'm very curious to hear more about Charlie White. I must be honest, that's the first time on this podcast I have. Nonetheless, I will introduce everyone. Um, first and foremost, it's a, a new member of the show, um, someone who obviously has been on a few streams with me on the Sunderland Deck before with Dave Lawrence. Dave, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks, Graham. Yourself? Buzzing, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, high as a kite, you can probably hear it in my intro. I don't think I've ever done a such an energetic intro in a while. Um, Jack, I have a feeling I'm going to be asking you the same question and I'm going to get the same reaction. But um, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, very good. Good day all around, Graham. Yeah, um, happy days, isn't it? You know, got, got the win and uh, going to look for, uh, look to have a good time tonight, hopefully. We've won the league now, haven't we? So we might as well just get on with it. Um, Adam... Obviously, we're with us during the week for the, the preview show. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different, but um, in, this is going to sound very, very sarcastic, and I don't mean it. It is first day of the season, Adam, so I'm sure you're not too down and despondent. But Adam, apart from res- the result, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. Yeah, live from the Comfort Inn, Sunderland, all, all set for a night out, so don't keep me too long. I'll try my best not to. Yeah, Someone's <laughs> got to be drowning their sorrows, and I've got to celebrate something for once in a while. Um Dave, I'll, I introduced you first, mate, so I'll, I'll come to you first. Obviously, 2-1 win, went 1-0 down um, early doors. Um, the guy with the Welsh-sounding first name and Edwards as his second name scored. Follow him, I won't try and pronounce that name. Sunderland strip, I can do it with Aidan McGeady. Uh, felt like we controlled the game from there onwards to an extent. Ross Stewart, outstanding. Um, but what did you make of the game today, Dave? I think, obviously, other than the result, which was obviously brilliant, uh, nice. What's that? Is that the third time in nine years we've won on the opening day of the season? Something like that. There's a stat. It, it might not be exactly correct, but it's definitely up there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's nice to get a bit of a monkey off your back. And I guess the thing for me was, even if we hadn't have won that game today, it showed a change in, in how we're going to play football. It was open. It was fluid. It was exciting. If we'd have gotten beat today and we'd have played like that, I think, yeah, okay, you're disappointed and whatever. But realistically, you walk away and you go, tell you what, we've had a go. We've had a good go. And it makes a change, doesn't it? From, I mean, realistically, Gooch has been unlucky hitting that one off the stanchion, really, hasn't he? So, yeah, um, we've looked a little bit more exposed at the back. But, hey, you know, we're playing without a fullback for a start. I think think Winchester and Dan Neal did get exposed a little bit. And I think it was yourself who tweeted earlier. Dan Neal is, is for, for some of the passes that he sees from the from different positions on the field, he's got a future. He's if at this level he can if he can get his head down and get himself worked in that midfield. But yeah, so many positives. Corey Evans looks an upgrade on what we've let go. I mean, some of the challenges today. Oh my it is as a Sunland fan, it's what we crave, isn't it? It's just smash into them, win the ball, take the man as well. Yeah, yeah, really positive. Not, not. I'm normally the pessimistic one of the group, but yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, same as well, mate. Jack, I'll, I'll come to you next. Obviously, I think we'll probably be echoing a lot of what Dave has said, but um, 
some real standout displays, a good comeback win. When was the last time we won an opening day after going 1-0 down? Um, it's felt a little bit negative because the signings have been great. A lot of people have pointed at Ipswich Wigan, the signings have made. Yet we're sitting here with three points, impressive performance. Um, but what, what did you make of the game, Jack, in short? Uh, I thought we, we played well. I thought we were the better team on the day. Uh, I thought we started sloppily. I thought first 15 or 20 minutes, Wigan were on top. They got the grips with the game better than we did. Um, they created chances. They were the team on the front foot. Don't think too many Sunderland fans could have complained when we went 1-0 down. But the key was the quick equaliser. We got straight back on track. Our heads didn't drop. We didn't let them get on top and dominate the ball and really get on top of us straight away. Within a couple of minutes, we were back at 1-1. The crowd lifted again. Um, I thought in the second half, we were the better team. I thought we were the one that created the chances. We had the better openings, better opportunities in the game. Um, standout performances. I thought Lyndon Gooch was phenomenal. I thought he was everywhere on the pitch. I really, I think Lyndon Gooch really showed a good defensive side of his game today. We know all about what he's what he's good at going forward and getting crosses and quick, but really showed discipline and the players that you, you've you've already spoken about. You know, your Corey Evans had a good game and uh, Ross Stewart obviously got the goal and an and assist uh, technically for the penalty. So I thought, you know, happy days, really, really good performance. But I I agree with um with what what's been said before. I think you know in terms of the the way that we played today. You can see that there's a style of play development, Graham. And I think it's over the last couple of years in League One, we've had Jack Ross who tried to pass his way out, boring possession football. Phil Parkinson didn't really have a style other than lump it long and it wasn't interesting or attractive to watch. But I think when we run when we were on the ball under Lee Johnson, we're quick in attacking. And when when the other teams got the ball, like Wigan had it today, we were really pressed them. There was a press going on, and I think that's the way that we need to play to have success. Not only is it is a good it's a good style, but I think the Sunderland fans will get behind that when teams come to the stadium. Like us pressing, getting in the faces, um, and really, I think it was a good day all round. So happy days! We got the three points and uh, onwards and upwards. Until next week, of course, um, Adam. This is the the sh- reason I wanted to do this show. Is I'm quite enjoying the opposite perspective. I enjoyed it sort of in the Lincoln side, despite the fact we got beat. Obviously, it's worked now favour this week. I think there's been a lot of hype and hope around Wigan, maybe outside of it. Um, I thought you were really good for the first 15 minutes, but obviously you'll watch a game vastly different to how any of us do. So what did you make of it? Um, I don't think I do watch it much differently to yourselves, really. I think um, the first 15 minutes, I was very impressed. I thought the link-up player was superb. We got the ball wide. I thought Callum Lang was was doing really well. Um I mean, credit to Sunderland, bodies on the line, but it was, it looked like 90th minute defending in those first 15 minutes, you know, just throwing themselves in the way. And um, and I think we deservedly took the lead. It's a nice, nice goal. Um, who knows, you know, with better, with, if, if Wigan had held that lead for 10, 15 minutes, it could have been a different game. Now, that great crowd that gets behind Sunderland. You know, you don't know how it would have reacted if, if it had been one nil at the break. But we just, it was a soft penalty. It was a penalty, but it was a soft penalty to give away. A stupid one, in my view. Um, and then after that point, apart from the odd little moment on the break that we had, I thought Sunderland were a lot better than, than Wigan today. Um, you know, probably see there that, you know, Sunderland, uh, from the bookmaker's perspective, were seen as a more likely winner of the league than Wigan. And I think on game one, I know it's very early to say, but clearly at the moment, Sunderland do look more likely to be up there at the end of the season. But, 
in mitigation, you know, we've had nine debuts today, seven within the starting lineup. Um, it will take a while to gel and get those partnerships going. We're a, we're a bit naive at the back. Um, I think I, I, I think your strengths were certainly uh, out wide. I thought they were superb. You know, in terms of you know getting to the byline on a number of occasions, you controlled the midfield. Um, and yeah, after that first sort of 10, 15 minutes, I think you look pretty solid at the back as well, really. So I think in all areas of the pitch, I think today you deservedly won the game. Uh, but as we say, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? So we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll see where we are in a few weeks' time. Uh, I'm, I'm still quite positive about what we've done in the transfer market and, and where we are, particularly in, in the light of where we were this time last year when I had a good chance of getting a game. I've got a... Um... I've got to come on to it and I'm going to go from the Wigan perspective and back around to the Sunderland perspective here. Um, there was three players who we touched on heavily in the preview show, Adam. Uh, Jordan Jones, Charlie White, Max Power. Um, Max almost scored today. In, uh, his celebration, um, I, I can I, I could have done without that. Uh, Max, thank you very much. Um, but thankfully, he got his comeuppance in the end. But Charlie White was was a big talking point, I suppose, from a if you're looking from a neutral perspective, I think a lot of Sunderland fans today would have seen the Charlie White that we were happy to let go of. It's very early days, but we spoke during the week about how some people weren't too sure on him in pre-season and we thought we'll give it till get into the season. Hey, he could go on and score 31 goals, so of course he could. But what's the what's the opinion of Charlie White on today's performance solely, Adam? Um, I thought I, I liked it. First 15, 20 minutes, I saw a different side too. I thought, he's, uh, I thought his link-up player was quite good, actually held the ball well and, you know, managed to get Lang into the game. I personally wouldn't be in any way, shape or form knocking Charlie White for today's performance. I actually think that we, I thought we were poor in terms of the service to him. I, I think, again, it's just, for me, it's a stage where you, you probably would say it's way too early to tell because, in my, in my view, he didn't really get much. He had that header, didn't he, where probably should have done a little bit better with that, but... Really, I, I I can't say he had a bad game. I just I just just think he didn't get get the service, and maybe we didn't play to his, play to his strengths. So um, yeah, the fact he's not on the score sheet, uh, I think he's probably a surprise because it's usually the way that it works out, isn't it? That that somebody plays a part against the former club, but ultimately, yeah, I, I, I won't knock him too much. Um, you know, I'm always someone who give players at least 15, 20 games and to see how, how they fit in because, you know, it's, it takes time, doesn't it? So, yeah, I mean, from your perspective, your striker played really well today. So you'll be looking at it saying, well, he's not missed. Notice Will Grigg didn't make an appearance, did he? So <laughs> he was uh, thought, thought he might have come on. But, um, yeah, um, I'm quite neutral on him at the moment. I'm not going to say he's the greatest striker we've ever had, but I'm not going to write him off at this very early stage. No, of course. That's that's a difficult one because I'm dying for you to see he's shite, but obviously I can't expect that. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's that's the way the world, isn't it? Um, desperate for you to see. He's terrible. Send him back. Um, Dave, I'm going to come on to you about the, the, the Charlie White situation. What I don't want to do is, the, obviously the song was funny. You're just a shite, Ross Stewart. That made me laugh. And Charlie White, you're rather poor at football and was also quite a funny chant. I think the words went a bit different, but I think to kind of look at Charlie Wake's performance and forget just how good Ross Stewart was, I think in reality, 
Charlie White probably wasn't as bad. It was just Ross Stewart was so good today. Um, I stood next to him today at one point after the match, and I can confirm he is absolutely fucking enormous in every way, shape, size, or form. He has arms that seem to like just extend. Uh, he's got to be six foot six. Um, but Dave, he was brilliant, Ross Stewart. He was, he was my man of the match. Um, it's very, very early days, but what, what did you make of, of Ross Stewart? Was there any other particular performances that really stood out for you? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. He, he was. It was to I could have given three people man the match today, which mm-hmm. as a Sunderland fan is like a really nice position to be in because there's normally one person who stands out like a sore thumb and the rest of them are average. And ultimately, I think that's where you've got to look at the two clubs, like where Wigan were last year. They were down the bottom a lot. And then we were in and around promotion areas and playoffs and whatever. And what we've done is we, in my eyes, especially looking at today, we've upgraded the players that were making us one-dimensional, I suppose. You know, power. He's a League One plotter. He, he, he's not a bad footballer, you know, but he's is he going to make the step up to championship if we get promoted next year? No, no. he's not. And obviously, I'm not saying for a second we are going to get promoted this season, but... He won't do it, you know. Will Will Charlie White go and play championship football? No, not at all, you know. So, do I think Stewart's got enough about them to play, you know, mid-table, bottom-half championship football? Yeah, from what I've seen, I said it from the Plymouth game last year with the goal that he scored, um, running down the sideline. You know, I, I made three comments on comparing to Charlie White at that time. Charlie White wouldn't have made the run. Charlie, and that's that. That's my opinion. That's the upgrade on Stewart. The one problem from me is, or back off, Aidan O'Brien came on and looked a little bit mm. lost. Yeah, I think just because I'm a Sunderland fan, you always want, you know what I mean? Okay, Kevin Phillips, as much as it pains me to say, if Darren Bent had on the left, he'd probably been a club legend. Asimo Jean, some of the classy players that we've ever had. And obviously this is this level, but Stewart just... He looks as though he tries. He, he's constantly on the move. So, yeah, I'd have given it to Stuart a dear. But, yeah, very close behind. I'd have went Corey Evans and Lyndon Gooch. I think they were both brilliant as well. So, yeah, that's my outlook on it. Big one for, for me, Jack. Um, Callum Doyle, 17 years old. He looked good in pre-season. We can only judge him on what we've seen so far. But, dear me, Manchester City have some player on their hands, don't they? Yeah. Um, absolutely phenomenal. He didn't put a foot wrong. And in terms of just being confident and composed, you know what I mean? I mean, yes, it's it's League One. So, so he, you know, he's going to be a Premier League player in years to come. But I felt, you know, he's, he's maturity on the ball. Do you know what I mean? His movement and he handled, you know, this level so, so well. And I think you can get sometimes good defenders that are good on the ball, but necessarily at this level, Graham, against big physical strikers and a rough and tumble game like that, might have bottled it and, and looked out of out of place. Um, but you certainly couldn't say that about Callum Doyle today. He didn't put a foot wrong. He was solid. He was comfortable on the ball. Um, and it's early days. As, you, as we keep saying, this is only one game in. We've still got 45 matches left to go. But one of the key players from our uh, last season was Dion Sanderson. And I felt like there were shades of Dion Sanderson in Callum Doyle today, if you know what I mean. He's a young lad. He was energetic. He was, like you say, confident and composed. And I think 
what you, he's a type of player that when Callum Doyle doesn't play, you, you're going to notice him. You're going to think we'll miss him. Do you know what I mean? It was the same as Sanderson last season when he wasn't playing. You did notice. You, 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 it was a major hole in Sunderland's defence when he when he wasn't playing and on form. Um, well, I think yeah, touch, touched on you know you, how, who played who played well for us and uh, yeah, Ross Stewart today. He did everything you wanted, you know what I mean? And I think in terms of comparing him to Charlie White, he is more agile than him, you know what I mean? He is going to chase and get on the end of things more than Charlie White would. And I think his layoffs are better than Charlie White. You know, I mean, there's always going to be an element of direct football at this level. You're going to knock it up to, to you know, if you've got a tall striker, it's going to go up to him. But I always felt with Charlie White a lot of the time, his flick-ons were just kind of, you know, in no way, or he wouldn't win it, whereas I thought, Ross Stewart, he was he was angling headers and chesters and little touches and, and laying it off and, and, and we can develop attacks from that. So not just the fact that, I mean, looking at it from a basic point of view, he, he won us the penalty, got us the first goal and scored the second. But I felt his all-round play was a lot better than perhaps we would see for Charlie White. There's naturally going to be a comparison, isn't there? Because Charlie White was playing for Wigan today. But I makes it, it makes a better podcast as well, Jack. So I've got, I've got no problem with that. It makes a better podcast. Please make the comparison. In reality, it's one game and we can't go overboard. Like Adam says, he's totally right. But for the sake oh. of a good podcast, Charlie White is shite and Ross Stewart <laughs> isn't, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Ross Stewart, 35 goals this season. What did White get last season? 31. Ross Stewart, 35. 35 by Christmas. Mike, Michael get 50. <laughs> 35, um, 35 yeah. million All, and, and Power will get 20 assists uh, but, yeah, just all, all positive moving forward uh, Graham I thought you know we, we, look, we looked like I think the main thing for me was the style of play that, that is how I want a Sunderland team at this level to be playing you know press Pressing the opposition when they're on the ball and in the faces and getting the crowd up. And when we're on the ball, getting the ball wide, playing on the front foot, you know, putting tackles in and grafting and then developing quick attacks and, and getting, getting men forward and creating opportunities. So, by the first 15 minutes, I thought we were excellent today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is we keep in its early days, but, uh, you know, long may continue. Adam, I obviously want to touch on Wigan a little bit as well. Uh, obviously, you can tell by our fan base, by me, Dave and Jack, we're pretty happy as you would be. You know, we haven't been away from the stadium forever. Get 31,000 and then we pull it back against three former players. But we spoke in the week about the, the preview show and I said, if you didn't get there around there or thereabouts promoted, would it be like a little bit of a failure because of like what's been spent? And you said, you know, if you finish 10th because of where you've been, where you were basically not even a club, almost at one point. So how is the mood in the fan base at the minute, like after the game? How, what's the reaction being like? Well, I think I think measured fans, like I class myself as a measured fan, I think he's absolutely fine. Um, it happened, you know, six years ago, we lost 2-0 at Coventry on the first day of the season and we won the league. And we were, I think you'll get a few fans who uh, last week we were going to win the league and this week it's the worst side I think the majority will look at it and say it does take a building. Um, you know, you can't really expect that a new side is is going to kick in. And you know, ultimately, we are playing the second favourites in the division. The favourites, I believe, have been held, haven't they? By Morecambe to two two, I think it was. I'm going to say yes, but I so, can't. Control. You know what I mean? <laughs> what what what's the? If you're looking at the results, uh, you know what? If us compared to Paul Cook's Ipswich. Drawing at home to Markham or losing to Sunderland, well, 
on the Ipswich fans having a meltdown because they've drawn to always Morecambe. <laughs> you know, that to me, it's always about sort of a bit of a perspective, really. Of I where just we had a look at that moment. result as well, um, and, and uh, Ipswich equalised in the ninth last minute. First minute, yeah. Or, so, yeah, we, you know, in a way, you could say that you know, on the first day of the season, you get some shock results and Sunderland beating Wigan. There we go. Said <laughs> 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 with a hint of sarcasm, yeah. By the way, we did just one quick point. I know I'm not supposed to ask the questions, but your substitute who came on, Diamond, can you ask him uh, what chest size his shorts are? Because he loves, he pulled, did you notice he pulled his shorts right the way up and his socks were all the way up as well? Just If you ever get to interview him, ask him uh, what chest size his shorts are. Lee, Lee Catamall uh, inspired, inspired, I would say. It's Lee Catamall inspired, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, Catamall is another, yeah. <laughs> and I will have no bad words here against Lee Catamall. Another sure Wigan window. You, you stole it, you stole it. You, you stole him and you stole your favourite ever manager, Mr. Bruce. Oh, don't start us on him. <laughs> He's definitely our favourite manager now. I'll tell you that. To be sure. fair, you should be you should be thanking us because you didn't like Bruce and we ended his reign with a with a ninety third minute Franco de Santo. The chance after that, the chance he got after that was pretty pretty uh, brutal. <laughs> and, the, and the only yes, time he got I didn't it, call that. The only time he actually really got it was that, but um, yeah, exactly. but, it goes on like they got three years of abuse. It was literally like one one chance after a ninety third minute like winning goal against us. It yeah, was something to do with his head. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and I think potentially <laughs> the size that he's became since he retired. Um, couple more questions. I'll, I'll I'll go with you on this one, Dave. Um. As we said before, Ipswich drew today against Morgan, equalised in the last minute uh, with Macaulay Bond. I've just noticed scored there. Didn't even know he went there, which shows you how much attention I'm paying Ipswich this season. Um, but I think it, today's evidence that you can win the league uh, without fullbacks, isn't it? Well, what is it? Like, uh, it, it just goes without saying, doesn't it? I mean, to be honest, after winning a game, after having fans back in the stadium, after playing some actually quite nice football, it wouldn't disappoint me if we played every week with nine men because we're just going to win every week. The, yeah. the, the league will be sewn up by December. I've got no doubt about it whatsoever. I'm currently Googling how early can you win the league. <laughs> but what I will say is, though, if you come back to me on Tuesday night after the Port Vale game, I'll tell you exactly where we're going to finish in the league, which is probably 17th. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will go back to 11th. Won't they? We'll have to just bobble out in the middle. Um <laughs> Obviously, we've got games coming up. Port Vale coming up in the, I think it's a Carabao Cup. We'll play in that many bloody cups since we've come down in League One. I don't know which ones, which Pizza Cup, KFC Cup, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, but Port Vale, but the, the big ones, obviously, MK Dons moving into next week. Um, Jack, even though seriously, Daniel and Carl Winchester did all right today, to be fair to them, uh, going into the MK Dons game, we still need some fullbacks in there, don't we? Yeah, I mean that that would be the, the the glaring kind of obvious signing that not just the first 15, 20 minutes, but throughout the game, Wigan seem to get down their right hand side, our left hand side at will. Um, five, six, seven times they got down that side, put it in the middle, and then I think that's where the goal came from, didn't it? The uh, ball in the middle that they hit the post with, it and then the lad stuck in the rebound. But uh, you could just tell Dan Neal, I like Dan Neal, I think he's a good footballer, as you've touched on, good range of passing. He's not a left back. He, to be a fullback, it's a specialist position. You've got to know about when to come across. You've got to know about your distance between your fullback and your, your centre half. Um, little 
things like that. And you can just tell, you know, the same as Winchester on the, on the other side. Um, and I don't know why we seem to have done it quite a lot, Graham, over the last few years. We like to stick centre midfielders at fullback. And yeah, it might, you might get away with it for a while. But ultimately, if we want to, you know, progress as a club, we need specialist players there. Um, so I think we do need other areas strengthening as well, like we touched on, back up striker, possibly a little bit more. Another centre half would be nice, but the main two that we need are full backs going forward. But I think uh, we're close to that Tottenham lad, haven't we? Or, or I don't know if we've signed him or not yet, Graham, or we're, we're close, close to him, but I think, I think yeah. we're very, very close to that. Very, very close to him, and he's very highly rated. I know it's difficult sometimes to judge social media, but a lot of Spurs fans rate him highly. and. I've seen quite a few saying they're disappointing for him to go. So I think he can come in at left back. He'll probably be first. Well, he will be first choice left back. Um, <laughs> and then we need we need we need right back on the other side as well. But I mean, n- not just full backs, but they would be the main you know of, of today's performance. That would be the only negative. How how easily Wigan got down our sides and created chances, particularly left back, but also right back, and that's the, the main two that we need. You said about progressing as a club and the kind of players we need to sign and specialist players in specialist positions. I think today is proven that to progress as a football club, we just need to sell all our fucking players to Wigan. Um, <laughs> that's that's so it seems to have progressed us, doesn't it? So, do you remember when we went through a spell of selling all of our players to Stoke? Like Kevin Jones <laughs> went there and like Stoke. I feel Bardsley went. There's a few. I heard the other day that Wigan are also interested in Conor McLaughlin, so it could be a foursome down there, Conor McLaughlin. I'll let you all go on and get on with United and stuff like that, but before I do let you go, um, we'll do it. Sum up the day in one word. Um, Dave, sum up, sum up today's result game in one word if you can. Awesome. Yeah, good good choice. And Jack? Uh, I'm going to go for a Mac and Mint. Just me. I'm looking forward to this one the most, Adam. Yours is the next one-word review. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and that's By the way, drink, drink, drink responsibly. Yeah, of course, of course, or irresponsibly, depending on your mood. Um, thanks so much for joining us, lads. Adam, enjoy your night in Sunland. Trust me, it's the best place in the northeast of England and possibly England. Um, Dave, thanks for making your debut. Jack, thanks for turning up again. Um, yeah. I might say, Adam, I'm going through Sunland, so yeah, if you see us, I'll buy you a commiseration pint. I can't even say it. <laughs> oh, well, definitely. Well, all due to that, yeah, we, we, we're very uh, partial to a bottle of Moe. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, all, we're all posh guys safe in Wigan, you know. We're all posh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, lads. All right, cheers. Bye.